Uh, our theme, uh, the, the names of God, has been uh, enlightening to say the least. And the various names, uh, I can't pronounce half of them, but uh, the, the stuff behind the name is what counts. And if you'd like to have a little lesson in Hebrew this morning, uh, you got to have a ah like that, you know, it's not, we don't talk like that, you know. But if you say God's name, the God of nations in Hebrew, it's Melech Hoygen. When you say Melech, let's say Melech. Melech, yeah, I was sitting down the, the porch the other day, sitting there having lunch, you know, and I wanted to witness to somebody and tell them about Jesus. But they were very sophisticated, and I thought, oh, I just can't, uh, I just can't be too uh, simplistic. So I looked at him and been studying for this sermon, and I looked at the fellow and I said, hey, have you ever heard of Milchogen? <laughs> and he said, what have you been drinking? I, 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 just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> when, when you think about your future, the present. Uh, Pastor Scott mentioned this fear, the spirit of fear taking over. And, and you wonder sometimes, is, is God really there? Is there a God? You know, is, is there really a God? I've never seen God of you. No, I, I think I've seen God at work, but I've never seen God. So a lot of folks today, especially in the academic world, are going to say science uh, indicates that this whole universe, the earth and all the universe, came together from uh, this explosion and some scientific, and thus there, there's, there's no evidence of God. Science has no validity to even make a judgment that there is no God. Because without God, there is no science. If you look at uh, that first sermon note there, I, I love these notes. Before there was, was, there was God. Think about it. You know, if, if, if the argument is being made by the community saying that there are this and this and this and out of this came this and this came this and eventually here we are, well, before there was, was, there was God, there had to be something that created this and this and this and this, right? So for our sake today, let's just assume that God is. And the children of Israel demanded from uh, Isaiah, they said, uh, we, we want to know, uh, who, who is this God? What's, what's the name of this God? Or in, in Exodus 3.14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you say to the Israelites, I am has sent me. So, so often we get enca encapsulated uh, I think uh, in, in, in prison with all the rhetoric that surrounds us every day. And, and today, rhetoric is rampant. Instagram, 
uh, you name it, uh, on and on and on. How many of you, I'm not going to ask that. I might, might indict myself. But with all, all the information that's being uh, spewed out today, I have to ask myself so often, uh, where is God in all this? We have an election coming up in the United States and some people talk like the person who's going to be elected is going to be a king. The president of the United States is no king. Kings are appointed. Kings are by birthright. All the kings of the earth. The president of the United States is elected by people and he has not gained what the kings have called sole authority. A king can be a, ra a regular tyrant and evil and do his thing, and who's to say he can't do that? He's the king. He's a dictator. When I think of God of the nations, I look at another verse in the scripture. Uh, it's from... Um, Psalms 91.1. And, and I think of all of you who came here today to express the fact that you're afraid of something. I think all of us have a fear. Some folks have a fear that whoever's elected president, the country is going to down in a handbag. <laughs> Keep it clean today. Um, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Because I believe as a Christian that God has this whole thing under control. And all the problems that, that we have to deal with, sickness, disease, hatred, wars, it's all a result of reaping and sowing. And it started out with Adam and Eve when they sinned. When sin entered into the world, all that negative stuff that we have to deal with came into the world. Psalm 91.1, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I, I try to picture in my mind that I'm living under that shadow of love, protection, and care, rather than the shadow of fear. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Reiterating what's been said in two or three ways here today, I trust in God. I don't trust in the Catholic Church. I don't trust in the United Methodist Church. I don't trust in the Baptist Church. God knows I don't trust in, in churches, period. Organized church. I don't trust in politician, uh, politics. I trust in God. Surely, he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampant. 
his faithfulness. Now, there is an enemy that tries to confuse us and torture us and continually says, where's God in all this? You know, I, I saw, I see terrible accidents. I mean, we, we just went through a terrible experience with David and Michelle and Lacey. And I say, where is God in all this? That's where distrust comes in. Sometimes I have to say as a pastor to somebody who asks that question, I don't know. I don't know. But I trust God. Can you live with that? I, I don't know. But I trust God. Um, little quick thing I put up the other day, and I had to put it in a note because uh, I just started scribbling and I thought it was so good. I want to share a couple things with you. You may not think it's good, but uh, I do. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, all we know is what we see and what we're, what we're edu our education, what we're surrounded with, our environment. Well, we don't know. We don't know about this heavenly cover and all that. All we know is that it is. Just like we don't really know God, but he is. I am. So I thought about this campaign mentality that, that we're going through right now. And I thought, what if, what if the king of kings, the god of nations, had to campaign to be elected? And then my head got the buzzing around, so I said, well, shoot. I'm just going to put it down here. The king of kings and the earthly kings. And I put down, you know, they're going to ask, what, what is your national plan if there's a debate? And the earthly king would simply say, well, I'm just going to increase my control and power. And the heavenly king will say, I will rejoice, I will restore joy to the nations and bring the capital, the new capital of the city of Jerusalem. That's beyond me to even comprehend that. Uh, I looked at uh, health care. You know, health care is a big thing. And the earthly king would say, get this. This is scary. Well, uh, according to health care, maybe it's their time to die. And if they die, so they die. And the heavenly king of kings, Lord of lords, said, I will heal those who seek healing. I will heal all their diseases and sickness without charge. Revelation 21, 4. There will be no death. I vote for the king of kings. Uh, uh, I'm not, not going to share all of them with you, but I had a couple here I thought you might, might enjoy. Oh, uh, on the economy, this is a scary one. The earthly king would say, I will increase taxes and I will exploit my people and other countries to fill my coffers. That sounds like the greed of today. And the heavenly father, the heavenly king says, 
I will remove government regulations and enable higher standards of living and no red tape. <laughs> uh, I, I better quit right there. Anyway, the king of kings, God of the nations, wants us to leave here today feeling better about life than we came. And I think Psalm 91.4 is a helpful key to that. Uh, <clears throat> 91.1 through 4. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampant. I hope, since I read that twice, that it will be so ingrained in our minds that when whatever threat we perceive threatens us, we'll remember that God has that covering over us, the shadow of the Almighty. He will cover us with his wings, indicating the kind of care that a mother hen gives her chicks. I never really wanted to be thought of as a chicken, did you? <laughs> I've heard preachers get up and say, God is going to take care of you just like that. And he gets a hen out there and he said, these little chicken, I'm not a chicken. But it's a, good, it's a good example. Good example. Well, I, uh, I'm going to quit right there. Because I could go on and on and on. I'm looking at the time. When your life goes south. Oh, south. Why did they ever say that? When business goes south, when the deal goes south, why not when the deal goes north? I think that's prejudicial. Not very spiritual. All right, when your life goes haywire or whatever, when things get tough, I hope that you'll remember, life is twisty, up and down, fickle. And there's a fowler or the devil out there that wants to mess your life up and my life up. But I'm going to believe today more than ever. I'm going to believe more strongly than ever that I have a God who loves me. Not because I'm good, because I'm not. But he loves me because I have asked his son into my life. I said, Jesus Christ, I believe that you came, you lived among us for about 30 some years, and I believe that the religious crowd killed you and you were in the grave and three days later you raised from the dead. I believe that. And you did that 
on the cross, you suffered on the cross so I could have forgiveness for my badness. And as I read later in the scriptures, we're all bad, none good. None of us are good. But God looks at us as his beautiful children because he looks through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that make you feel better when you walk out here today? So when you leave here today, I pray. I pray with all that's in me that you don't succumb to those doubts, those doubts that come in all the time and torture, that you'll say, I know I have a God, the King of the nations, Lord of Lord and King of kings. His name is Jesus Christ. And because I know him, everything's all right. Whatever happens, I'll be okay. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. You've shown us so often in your word and by the testimony of others that you love us and that our lives are completely safe from all harm. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who makes it possible for us even to believe and pray. I pray for everyone in this congregation today, every one of us, that if you have doubts and you have not asked God, God, save me. I believe, save me. I pray that you do that right now. If you're here today and you're hurting physically, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you be healed. If you're in a state of grief, sadness, and sorrow, be delivered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give it up for Pastor John, huh? Wow. So, um, Stand up across the auditorium. We're going to dismiss you in just a second, but I can say this. Uh, the king of nations is up there at the top, very at the top, right to the, the left of uh, the name of all names. And I got a feeling that whenever I see king of nations, I'm going to see Pastor John's face. <laughs> and this story, what a great, uh, great message. Thank you for tying it all together. Uh, king of nations means that he's king over everything, but he knows your exact need, every problem you're faced with, he's a king that's in touch with you and what's going on in your life, and he's a great king. Uh, we'll be back next week, Sunday morning, 1030. God bless you, church. Have a great week. We'll see you. Go and sin no more. Bye-bye.